Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives and legacies of notable individuals on the anniversary of their passing. Today we're reflecting on the life of Phil Spector, a record producer, musician, and songwriter known for his revolutionary production technique, The Wall of Sound. Spector's innovative approach transformed the sound of pop and rock music in the 1960s, and he played a pivotal role in the careers of various artists. However, his legacy is also marred by personal troubles and legal issues culminating in a conviction for murder. Today marks the third anniversary of his passing, so without any further ado, let's explore the tumultuous life and enduring impact of Phil Spector. Part 1 Early Years and Musical Beginnings, 1939 to 1960. Philip Harvey Spector, later known as Phil Spector, was born on December 26, 1939, in the Bronx in New York City. His life was shaped by a mix of cultural and emotional influences. The son of first-generation Jewish immigrants, Spector grew up in a household steeped in both hardships of immigrant life and the rich cultural tapestry of New York City. However, his childhood was tragically altered when his father, Benjamin, committed suicide in 1949. This left a lasting scar on young Phil, influencing much of his later work. Following this tragedy, Phil's mother, Bertha, moved the family to Los Angeles, seeking a fresh start. It was here in the vibrant musical landscape of L.A. that Spectre found his calling. He attended Fairfax High School, where he became immersed in the burgeoning rock and roll scene. His early musical experiences were not just a form of escapism from his troubled home life, but a means of self-expression and identity formation. Spectre's first foray into the music industry was as a guitarist and vocalist. In high school, he formed a group called the Teddy Bears with several friends. Drawing on his experiences and emotions, Spectre penned the song, To Know Him Is To Love Him, inspired by the epitaph on his father's tombstone. The song's melancholic undertones resonated with audiences, propelling it to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1958. This success was critical and a turning point for Spectre, marking the beginning of his lifelong career in music. The success of the Teddy Bears was short-lived, but it provided Spectre with valuable insights into the music industry. He realized early on that his true talent lay not on stage, but behind the scenes in music. After the disbandment of the Teddy Bears, Spectre shifted his focus to this arena. He started working under the tutelage of producers like Lieber and Stoller, who were instrumental in shaping his understanding of music production. During these formative years, Spectre also began to develop his distinctive production style. He was heavily influenced by the rhythm and blues and the rock and roll of the 1950s, but was not content to merely replicate existing sounds. Instead, he sought to innovate, experimenting with different instruments and studio techniques. This period was marked by a relentless pursuit of a unique sound, a quest that would eventually lead to the creation of the famous wall of sound technique that defined his later work. As the 60s approached, Phil Spector was poised to embark on a journey that would see him rise to the pinnacle of the music world. His early years had been a mix of personal tragedy and professional triumph, setting the stage for a career that would change the landscape of music production forever. Part 2. The Rise of a Hitmaker, 1960-1970 The 1960s marked a defining era in Phil Spector's career, establishing him as one of the most innovative and influential music producers of the time. His relentless pursuit of a unique sound culminated in the creation of the Wall of Sound, a production technique that revolutionized the recording industry. This dense layered sound became Spector's signature and was characterized by the use of numerous instruments, complex arrangements, and an echo-laden orchestration creating a fully rich and textured symphonic environment. 
Spectre's work in this period was prolific and groundbreaking. He established Phillies Records in 1961, becoming the youngest ever U.S. record label owner at the time. This venture gave him the freedom to redefine his distinctive production style. He worked with various girl groups, including the Crystals and the Rottenettes, producing hits like Da Do Ron Ron and Be My Baby. These songs were not just commercial successes, they became cultural landmarks capturing the spirit of an era and influencing future generations of musicians and producers. Be My Baby, recorded by the Ronettes in 1963, epitomized Spectre's wall of sound. The song's opening drum beats, lush orchestration, and emotive vocals combined with Spectre's meticulous production, creating an unmistakable sound that resonated with listeners worldwide. This track, among others, showcased his ability to blend pop sensibility with artistic depth making his production stand out in the crowded landscape of 1960s music. Spectre's collaboration with various artists during this period was marked by both his creative genius and his increasingly controlling behavior in the studio. He worked with Ike and Tina Turner on the monumental track River Deep, Mountain High in 1966, which despite its lackluster U.S. performance was highly acclaimed in the U.K. and later recognized as one of the greatest recordings of all time. His work with the Beatles' John Lennon on the album A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector remains a holiday classic. Despite his professional successes, Spector's personal life and working relationships were complicated. He was known for his eccentricity, perfectionism, and domineering presence in the studio. His approach often led to conflicts with artists and studio personnel, and stories of his erratic behavior became as famous as his musical productions. Yet these traits also combined with his unique artistry to push the boundaries of what was possible in the recording studio. By the end of the 1960s, Phil Spector had firmly established himself as a musical visionary. His influence extended beyond the hits he produced, and he had changed the way music was recorded and perceived. As the decade closed, Spector's legacy as a producer was already secure. But the next phase of his life would bring new challenges and controversies that would further complicate his already complex legacy. Part 3 Creative Peaks and Personal Decline, 1970-2000 The 1970s and 80s were periods of contrasting fortunes for Phil Spector. On one hand, his creative genius reached new heights as he worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry. On the other hand, his personal life and mental health began to show signs of strain, affecting his professional relationships and output. In the early 1970s, Spector's collaboration with the Beatles marked a pinnacle in his career. He was brought in to salvage the troubled Get Back project, which he transformed into the album Let It Be. His production style, particularly the Lux orchestration on tracks like The Long and Winding Road, was controversial among some band members, notably Paul McCartney. However, the album was a commercial success, adding to Spectre's legend. He also produced solo albums for John Lennon and George Harrison, including Lennon's acclaimed Imagine and Harrison's All Things Must Pass. Despite these successes, though, the 70s also saw the decline in Spectre's professional output. His behavior became increasingly erratic and unpredictable. Stories of him brandishing firearms in the studio and exhibiting volatile behavior became part of industry lore. These actions strained his relationships with artists and collaborators, leading to a gradual withdrawal from the music scene. The 1980s and 90s saw Spectre largely in seclusion, with sporadic and less impactful comebacks. He produced the Ramones album End of the Century in 1980, which was met with mixed reviews. 
The sessions were marred by Spectre's erratic behavior, including reports of him holding the band members at gunpoint. This period was characterized by fewer professional engagements and a growing reputation for being difficult to work with. Spectre's personal life during these decades was also tumultuous. He married Ronnie Bennett, lead singer of the Ronnettes, in 1968, but their marriage was fraught with issues, leading to divorce in 1974. Spectre's struggle with alcoholism and mental health issues became more apparent, and he increasingly retreated into his mansion, living a reclusive life. By the end of the 20th century, Phil Spector, once the innovative hitmaker of the music world, had become a reclusive figure, more known for his eccentricities and personal troubles than his musical contributions. His revolutionary work in the 1960s and the early 1970s continued to be celebrated, but his later years painted the picture of a troubled genius whose personal demons had overshadowed his professional achievements. The man who had once commanded the music world from behind the mixing desk was now a shadow of his former self, setting the stage for the tragic and controversial final chapter of his life. Part 4, Downfall and Final Years, 2000-2021 The final chapter of Phil Spector's life was marked by dramatic and a tragic downfall overshadowing his previous achievements as a music producer. The new millennium began with Spectre largely out of the public eye, a far cry from the influential figure he had once been in the music industry. However, the tranquility of his reclusion was shattered by a shocking event that catapulted him back into the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. In 2003, the music world and the public were stunned when actress Lana Clarkson was found dead in Spectre's mansion in Alhambra, California. Clarkson had been shot, and Spectre was soon charged with her murder. The ensuing trial was a media sensation, drawing intense public scrutiny not just for the crime, but for the involvement of a figure as iconic and enigmatic as Spectre. His trial showcased his erratic behavior and troubled personality, with the defense arguing that Clarkson's death was an accidental suicide and the prosecution portraying Spectre as a volatile and dangerous man. After a mistrial in 2007 due to a hung jury, Spectre was retried and in 2009 convicted of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to 19 years to life in prison. This verdict marked a stunning fall from grace for the once-revered music producer. The man who had revolutionized the music industry and produced some of its greatest hits was now a convicted murderer, his legacy irreversibly tarnished. Spectre's health deteriorated during his imprisonment. He was reported to have been battling various health issues, including respiratory problems. His life, filled with dramatic highs and lows, came to an end on January 16, 2021, when he passed away from complications related to COVID-19. He was 81 years old. The news of Spectre's death elicited a complex mix of reactions. While some remembered him for his groundbreaking contributions to music, others could not look past the tragic and violent end to his story. His death closed the final chapter of a life that had been as turbulent as it was influential. Phil Spector's legacy remains a contentious subject. His innovative wall of sound technique and the classic hits he produced in the 1960s and 70s continue to be celebrated and studied by music enthusiasts and professionals. However, his personal life, marked by eccentricity, violence, and ultimately crime, casts a long shadow over his professional achievements. Spector's story is a cautionary tale of talent and genius consumed by personal demons, a reminder of the often complex and troubled lives that hide behind the facade of celebrity and success.
And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Phil Spector, a figure whose influence on the music industry was as profound as his professional life was troubled. He's also who died today, January 16th. If you're interested in the dichotomy of Spectre's groundbreaking musical contributions and his complex personal life, please follow our Instagram at who.died.today. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to delve into the lives of individuals whose talents and actions have left a complex legacy in our cultural history. I'm your host, Peter, thanking you for joining us in examining the life and the impact of Phil Spector.